Well, it's good to see Mark Burke again. Burkey, your 10th season that was as Hitchin Town FC first team manager. And considering the relegation battle the previous campaign, you must have really enjoyed 2022-23. I did. I, I really, I did really enjoy um, pretty much the whole season. Um, we, we started it off just being resilient and hard to beat, uh, getting making sure we got points on the board. I think that was just a lesson learned from the previous year. As you say, a bit of a relegation battle all season. Mm. Uh, and it's mainly because we got off to a bad start. So I think lessons were learned. Um, we not the most entertaining, but effective. Got some points on the board. And then we had that horrible little spell where um, we lost in the FA Cup, FA Trophy, 3-0 spankings. Mm. So, for a few games in a row, um, obviously Bedford being very hurtful, um, so that was a that was a downside. But after once we got over that, I've, I've pretty much enjoyed the whole season. Um, I think we've played really well. I think we we were hard to beat as we were in the first at the beginning of the season, but we also had a bit of flair about us. And we were a lot more attacking, um, created a lot more chances. Uh, and I think we, you know, we were an entertaining side. And I mm. think that was reflected in the fact that the attendances were, were going up throughout the season. You know, I think fans have uh, come to to Hitchin and see it as a good match day experience. Um, it's a great environment. The volunteers have done brilliantly to make Topfield welcoming, and uh, it's a nice place to go to. And with us on the pitch, I think we've we've put in some really good performances. We, we've made it. You know, there's a little thing going around about fortresses, and mm. we did make it a bit of a fortress uh, at Topfield. You know, he lost three all season. Two of them were to Tamworth and Leeston, who finished first and third, I think. Mm. And then a little blip at Boxing Day with Kings Langley. So, you know, I really enjoyed um, the, the season, as you say. And, and to finish off um, the season with five wins out of six. And we uh, we actually won the team of the month award mm. for April, which was nice little recognition for the lads. Um, yeah, you know, I've had a great great season. Really enjoyed it. It was an interesting mix of recruitment because we spoke at the end of last season. Maybe we were a little too reliant on the younger players, and that was something that we had to to balance out. But you did bring in you know talented youngsters like Ash Hay and Finley Wilkinson. But as the season progressed, there was a real sort of shift to actually signing players who'd been at the club before and trying to get them back on the books. It seemed like it was a good mix in the end of who you brought in. Yeah, no, I was, ple I was pleased with the mix. Um, and you're right, you, you, you've got to have a balance. Um, you can't have too many youngsters. We sort of suffered with that before. You can't have too many old players because you don't have the legs. So you've got to get the balance between the two. And I think we got it right last year. Um, couple of players, Brad Bell, Toby Syme, younger when they were with us before, went away, got a little bit more experience, come back, a lot better players. Um, so we've got them plus the new young lads like Ashay and Finn, as you say. Uh, and then we brought the older heads in, um, like, well, Steve Gleason was here anyhow, but he stayed along, Steve Corley. And then uh, Lane Eady came in as well, just to bolster that little bit of experience. And um, he finished the season off really well. So, Cavcar come back as well. You know, I've got high hopes for him for next season. Um, and as, as you say, it was a nice little balance with uh, 
the age, the experience and the ability. Of course, a significant change is always going to be in terms of captaincy after Dan Webb was there so long. How easy was the choice, though, to give the armband uh, to Charlie Horlock? How, and how have you found working with him? Listen, Charlie's a top, top lad. Um, he's, he's been working for us, so know him quite well. Um, I think he deserved the opportunity to become captain. I think he definitely lifted him. Um, give him a little bit of responsibility and he took it on really well and he, he, he's been a marvellous captain all season, he gets the lads going he's on the players committee so he's uh, he's got that little responsibility as well but he, he, you know, real good character in the changing room a bit different from a lot of people um, but it, you know, you, you've got to have characters you've got to have different types of characters um, and as long as they all gel then you'll have a, a, a good changing room yeah, I was going to ask, sort of, how did his captaincy differ from someone like Dan Webb? Obviously, him being a goalkeeper makes a difference there as well. It, it, well, it can do. I mean, a lot, a lot of people don't have goalkeepers as, as captains because they feel as though they're too far away from a lot of the play. Um, and I accept that is the case. However, um, I don't look to just... I don't just look to Charlie to be a captain. I'm looking for more players than that. Those experienced players we spoke about to be leaders, to be, you know, that's what a captain is. It's a, it's a leader and you want leaders on the pitch uh, and you want more than one. You don't just want the one. So um, Charlie got the armband, responsibility. He's, he's the, uh, the front of the club, if you like, the, the face of the players. Um, he does a great job at that. On the pitch, he, he, he uh, orchestrates the back line, he, he, he talks, plenty of information coming from him. Um, but it's passed on to, to other players as well to, to be leaders. And, and I think we have done that as well. I think I've been really pleased with the way the lads have stepped up to the mark. Um, Lane Ely came in when Charlie wasn't about to be vice-captain, done really well. Um, Hobbs had a little go at it. So, you know, I've got I've got a number of leaders, but really happy with Charlie at the moment. And, um, yeah, long may it continue. So, to look back through the season chronologically, um, that opening day win over Barwell, what a day that was in the sunshine after losing there the previous year. 2-1 comeback win, that goal from Jack Morrell, and then a, a last-minute winner from Finney Wilkins, and obviously two new signings scoring on their debut was... Was that sort of the best start to the season you, you could have hoped for? And did that give you the sense that things just might be a little bit different this time around? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we won the first game of the season for, for, for a while, actually. <laughs> um, so going back to, as I said, um, it was important we got to a good start uh, and getting three points, maximum points in the first game of the season uh, away from home. You, you ain't going to get much better than that. And to do it in the last minute, you know, even sweeter. So, great start. It boosts the confidence. We were able to then take that into the next game, um, which I think was Russia at home. Uh, it was a nil-nil draw. It was one of them ones a bit dour, one to be ground out. But you look back at it, they just got promoted. Mm. So, that was a good point. Yeah. Like I said at the time, that was a good point, even though they were bottom of the table. Um, and so, just how well they've done, how they come through the season. But I knew they were a good team. And I was pleased to take a point four from the first two is a good start. Um, so, uh, so carry on, sorry. 
No, that's all right. And one obviously opponent who've also been a, a real thorn in our side, of course, have been AFC Russian and Diamonds. Um, we went on to do the double over them, winning at their place and doing the same at top field. They obviously went on to, to get relegated, but just how significant was that win? Yeah, it was, it was a little ghost we put to rest. Um, you do get these little teams and grounds that no matter how well you play, you just don't seem to be able to get results. But I think it was a good marker for us to go there and win and show that you know, we are going to be hard to beat. We are going to go and get results on the road. Um, I think it's our best away performance for, for a number of seasons over the course of the season. Um, we picked up a lot of points on the road, uh, and as you say, Rushton been a bit of a nightmare for us. So to, to go there and win on the back of the Barwell win mm. uh, was a really good start for us. It did then, you know, it was preceded by that those five three nil defeats in seven games. It was starting with the loss to Haybridge Swifts in the FA Cup, and then you mentioned the Bedford game and. Stourbridge as, as well. It seemed like after we got out of that run, there was sort of a shift towards actually we maybe are struggling a bit of this defensive style of play, some of these game plans, and actually we're going to use this talent that we've got going forward. What did you learn over the course of that sort of losing run? Um, I think, as I say, at the beginning it was hard to beat. When you're hard to beat, though, you don't particularly create a lot of chances. Um, so if you do go behind, mm. uh, it can be difficult to get out of that mode. Uh, confidence is a big thing. If you lose one, two games in a row, your confidence saps a little bit. Um, if we take the games at Haybridge, they got the playoff final. They were a good, good team. They did, they did really well in that competition. They did well in the FA Trophy. They're a good team. So whilst disappointed to lose 3-0 at home, it, it, we weren't, uh, we, we never lost to any mugs there. Mm. Bedford, local derby, um, that was probably my low point of the season, or one of the low points of the season, losing there. Um, but it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That was uh, September. They had the bragging rights then. Um, unfortunately, uh, we've lost them now, and we've we finished quite a, a way above them. So, uh, Nineteen points, something like that, more than them. So, a big improvement from when we played them. Redditch in the uh, in the trophy, a good side. I think they top eight in our league. Um, but going back to what you said, we had to change something. Um, the Stourbridge game. I don't know if you remember it. We did lose three nil, but mm. that was actually the first game that I played Ashay and Diago up front. So they'd both been out. Well, Ash had been in and out of Biggleswade Town. Diago hadn't played this season due to injury. We brought the two of them in. They weren't up to speed, but you could tell they were going to be a handful. Uh, and that, for me, was the start of uh, us uh, improving. Um, we changed the system a little bit. And um, as I say, sort of from that, that time, I, I really enjoyed it and I thought we played some good stuff. One player who was sort of an, an unlikely source of our turnaround was Bradley Bell, obviously coming back in to the club from Barton Rovers and then using him uh, at wing-back. What was the thinking behind that move? Because obviously it was a couple of weeks after Jack Green had departed and it seemed like Brad was almost turned out to be the perfect replacement. 
Brad done really well. Done really well this season. He fitted into the the system we played. We, we, we our initial breakthrough was it, it was a, a bit of a we've got to be more attacking. We've got to start scoring goals. Um, obviously, we've got to shore it up a little bit at the back, but we've got to create more chances. And we went with a three at the back, a diamond, and three up front. So a three four three, if you like. Um, Brad was the the natural player to to take the position of the right of the diamond because he is he, he's a right winger can play right back but he's more more of a right winger and he did really really well and we went on that little we went on a little run um, where we were getting results playing some really good football um, with that formation um, but we did get caught out a little bit later and we had to change again but I'm sure we'll come on to that as you as you go through the uh, the, the, the fixtures one player of course who w- was also immense this season really was Kieran Jones played in 15 of our 20 wins this season despite having a you know a lot of time away from the squad obviously when he when he joined Brackley last summer players have really spoken about the lift that he gave to to the squad and I guess he's top of your list to get back next season yeah, I'd, I'd love to, to get him. Obviously, he's got sort out of situation with Brackley. Um, but the season before, he was, he was he, I think, he clean sweep with the, the awards. Disappointed to lose him, but understood because he was going up a level. We benefited from the fact that um, we were able to get him on loan. And as you say, on, I'll, I'll never forget the training session. The first training session, he walked through the door and, uh, and everybody, all the players, big lift chest were out and it comes down to confidence you know he, he just provided a lot of confidence for the for the players and they knew we had a good centre-back coming in was going to help us and um, his first game he, he was excellent and he, he didn't really look back he had a little dodgy spell as he came back from uh, from injury but on the whole he, he, he's been excellent and uh, yeah depending on the, his circumstances at Brackley I should definitely be um, talking to him I suppose you must take credit as a manager as well when you see these sort of former players. You know, we mentioned Brad and Toby coming back to the club, but Kieran Jones obviously stepping down from a higher level. It says says good things about yourself, your coaching staff and the club that these players want to come back. Well, yeah, well, thanks for that. I, I, yeah, it's, for me, it's the club. It's, it's the whole environment. You know, it's a great club. Um, over the years, I, I mean, I've been here 38 years and I'll be in touch with lots and lots of ex-players and they all love coming back to Hitching because they enjoyed their time here. Um, a lot of them went on to hire better things, um, but they always seem to enjoy their, their time here. So when we have reunions, they speak fondly of the club. So I think it's the, 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 uh, the club as much as anything. Obviously, the group of players that we have, I always try to create an environment where it's going to be enjoyable for them so that's um not just coming because they have to it's because they want to um so all right, i'll take the credit on that one that's uh, maybe the environment we uh, provide you know, or try to to make is uh, a draw for them to, to to come back or return and um yeah it's uh they're like my little they're like my little children really that's what i do like to see them go off do well and then uh, come back and, and help us out 
Yeah, I'm going to touch on that a bit more later because the amount of sort of ex-Canaries have had success this season has been been really notable. We'll come on to that sort of in the second part. Some of the best football for me of the season was that run of three wins at the end of November, 4-1 against Mikelova, beating Redditch at home as well. And then that win away at Baseford, obviously the first time we played them. I remember we both sort of talked about that as our most complete performance of the season. I mean, that was a good time to be a Hitchin supporter. Oh, definitely. That was a purple patch. That that was that three diamond, three um, aggressive attacking formation. Um, and you're right. I think that was the Basford game was the was the pinnacle of that. Um, some great goals we scored, defended resolutely, and um, a real, real pleasing performance to, to come away from there. A difficult place to go to. Um, so. I think we won three, four in a row, something like that, or it was close by. But then, unfortunately, that's when the, the wheels come off a little bit when we uh, when we face the next three games. Yeah, it was that slight wobble over Christmas, wasn't it? I mean, it does stick out on the on the fixture list as that festive period. Kings and Anglia on Boxing Day, then losing away at Needham Market before a nine-game run without a win starting at the end of January. And what was weird about that period and what must have been frustrating for you is it didn't seem like Hitchin were playing particularly badly in that time. No, I mean, the Royston game, we, we lost 4-2, but we were one up. We should, should have gone 2-0 up, really. Had a great chance. And then, um, you know, credit to Royston, they took it to us and we got beat 4-2 in the end. Kings Langley was just an absolute disaster. I held my hand up at the time. I still hold my hand up. I made I made a couple of wrong decisions in the in the selection of that that team. Uh, Needham Market, we, we were just miles off it. it was, I don't know if it was it. It was a Christmas period, or, or I'm not sure. It's never never really able to put my finger on what what the problem was there. But yeah, we got that out of the way, uh, and then we were able to pick up and get some results and and. and to be fair, from then to the end of the season, I think we've been really good. Another player I want to pick out, of course, is Diogo Gouveia coming back from three ACL injuries. And I kind of want to know if you've ever managed a player who scored that many wonder goals this season. It's been something else. He's uh, definitely been uh, value for money on the entertainment side, for sure. Um, not just the goals he scores, but you know his deliveries um, and and uh, assists. He's he, he's been excellent. Um, I've really yeah, his goals are quality. You know you, you could probably have five of his goals from this season would be up there in the in the league's best goals scored. So uh, we've got to try and keep it under under our hats a little bit and uh, keep them under wraps and. It'd be great if we get him back on board as well. Um, all of them. I want to keep the whole squad together. Um, it's been positive. We've started already. It doesn't really stop, to be honest with you. But we started already. There's, there's a good feel. There's a good uh, feeling about the the whole squad. Um, they're getting on. They've been at Benidorm. They've had a, a really good time at Benidorm. So they're getting tighter. And, um you know, if we can keep these boys together, I think we could have a really good season next year. Yeah, I remember speaking to one player who I think joined last summer and he said he couldn't believe the sort of the squad and had a fight between them yet or anything. No one had seemed to have fallen out at all. Is that, I mean, I remember speaking to Brett Donnelly about this sort of thing and saying, how much of it now do you sort of look to sign the person as well as the player? Yeah, and to be fair, that's, I've always been like that. 
it's about the person first um, and you try and get the player out of that person. If, if the person's not right, that can cause you all sorts of problems, not just individually, but within the actual group as well. So, you know, bad eggs, bad apples, what you're going to call them, you can't afford to have them. Unfortunately for us, we haven't got any. They're all good lads. Um, they all get on, as you say. And uh, that's, that's what makes it so good. You know, we're one big team, one big unit. And we're all looking out for each other. Going back to that run without a win, then seemed like our that's where our playoff hopes maybe slipped away. It was always going to be difficult when other teams had that many that that many games in hand. But did did you think we had a real realistic chance of playoffs at one point in the season? Uh, well, once when, when we when we we popped in there, didn't we? Um, as you say, we it was a little bit false because there was so many teams with so many games in hand on us. Um, so you, you sort of think, yeah, can we can we dig in there? Um, I think we drew a bit too many games when we when we were there just afterwards. Um, if we could continue winning, you never know. But um, I just think it was too many teams with too many games. They've got to play each other. Someone's got to get points and they're going to they're going to close you down. Um, we we dropped seventh, eighth, and then we had a little bit of a, as a lean spell in the fact that we weren't winning. We weren't losing, but we weren't winning. And, you know, when you get three points for a win and one for a draw, it can be costly. So, uh, unfortunately, it did cost us in the uh, respects of a uh, playoff place. But it was still nice to still be in and around the, uh, the uh, top half of the table. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing where we were so close yet so far in the end was that Hart Senior Cup final against Burkhampton. Before we talk about that, though, the run in itself is always a favourite competition of yours. And the winning against Chesant in the semi-final stuck out. We talked about going to grounds where we've not had success before. And I think you went into that game with a real game plan and we stuck to it perfectly. It, yeah, it was one of them really pleasing uh, evenings where we did have the game plan. We, um, we sort of held back Ash and Finn. We had every intention of bringing them on um, later. Um, and it worked perfectly, you know, to, to win 2 0 at Chesson. I haven't even lost 3 0 the season before. And then being a higher league than us, it, that was one of the highlights of the season. Um, so, yeah, but uh, as you say, it was a great run, really. Potter's Bar, we were flying at the time. We beat them 3 2. Stevenage, obviously, professional club. Um, Welling, who, who probably, they should have beat us. <laughs> this is the crazy thing in the first round. They should have actually beat us. I thought they were better than us, but we sneaked past them 1-0. So, um, enjoyable run. Great to get to a final. Really would have liked to have a bit of silverware at the end of the season, because I think if, if, you, if you've got that and finishing 12th in the table with no relegation fears, then that is a... You know, a great season. Um, I'll just have to settle for a good season. That final against Burkhampstead, I remember myself and Marek sort of debating on commentary and after commentary, should we have thrown more at them to avoid penalties? And obviously there was uh, no prospect of extra time. If you could play that game again, it's so hard to ask, what would you have done differently as a coach? And obviously penalty shootouts, we, we do say they are a lottery. Yeah, Um I'm not sure we'd have done anything different, to be honest with you. I think it, it'd been been the same. Um, I look back. I think the unfortunate thing was 
we we conceded. I mean, if we if I think if we'd gone one nil up, I think we win that game. But we were chasing it all the time. Didn't start off particularly well. Conceded, got back into it. Uh, thought we were in the ascendancy. After half time, they sneak ahead again. So it's it's hard work. We get ourselves back into it. Um, there's a couple of decisions that the disallowed goal. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not convinced that should have been disallowed. And then poor old Brad had a great chance when he could have uh, could have won it in in 90 minutes. So we had the chances, didn't take them. Um, but yeah, I think I said to you on the night. It, that's football where you have these stories. You've got Cam Groom, our youth team goalkeeper, in goal, playing for Burke Hampstead. Highlight of his career so far. He had his name written on it. Yeah. <laughs> he had his name written on it. And Ben Walsh at a score and get his penalty. You know, that, that's, that's what happens in football. You have these stories where there's always little links. Mm. And uh, maybe we were just destined not to win that one. And Burko's name was uh, written all over it. Yeah, well, it's great for us in the media, to be fair, and we've got stuff like that to, to be able yeah. to call upon. Of, of course, we can have another competition uh, back next season in the form of the Hearts Charity Cup. Not entirely sure how different it sort of is to the format of the, the senior competition. We'll take on Royston in the first round, though, and that's pretty early on in the season, if not before the season. So that'd be sort of a great way to kick things off, I guess, that local derby. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's to be fair... Before COVID and that, um, I quite liked the charity cup game in pre-season because it was a competitive game, which then set you up for the league. Um, all my years I was playing, we always had that charity cup game. Normally the the week before the season starts, just to, it's like that next level. You have your pre-season friendlies, nothing on it, and then you just have a competitive game, which then takes you into the league schedule so um i'm looking forward to it. it's the week before the season starts um shame it's royston it would have been nice if maybe we played st albans and royston played hamill because hamill got to play st albans and they're in the same league as well so i don't think they would have wanted that but you know um, maybe that's something uh hearts fa will look at a bit like the Euro european champions league you know when two teams from the same country can't play against each other maybe two teams from the same league um, don't play each other. Not in the pre-season game, anyhow. Not, not the first game. So, in the end, finishing the season with four consecutive wins, ending up 12th in the table, three points off seventh. It was that tight uh, in the end. Do you feel our final position was, you know, a fair reflection of how far we came this season? Uh, as you say, it was only three points off seventh. And I, I look back on that little run-in and read it your way. We lost 2-1. Definitely deserved a point. Hednesford, we lost 1-0, at least a point. May we should probably have won that one. So the next extra four. So the next thing you know, we're up. So that's fine margins. I think that's how close we were. I think that's where we should have been. Um, certainly with the with the finish that we had. Um, but as they say, the table doesn't lie. We were 12th, and that's that's where we finished. Um close, but not uh, not close enough.
So, Mark, we got some questions from the listeners, as we like to do every season. We'll start from a member of a rival club, though, or at least before in Joseph McCormack, our friend at Rushton and Diamonds. Uh, so you're welcome to bring up uh, our games against them when you answer this question. He's asked, what was Mark's highlight of the season? Definitely a few games that stick out. Yeah, um, as we sort of mentioned, um, the Basford game away, I think, was a, quite a complete performance. Um, to win there 2-0 uh, was, was, was a great result. Chesson in the semi-final, Hart Senior. Team above us in the, in the, in the pyramid, uh, away from home and having lost 3-0 to them um, the previous season and to get to a cup final. So, probably those two um, highlights and I thought the performance on the last game of the season against Ilkeston um, particularly the first half was, was sublime here. You know, we played, we relaxed, we just played the football, how we want to play the football. I think it was very entertaining. Um, and uh, that was very pleasing as well. Big crowd. Um, so, and maybe uh, there's quite a few in actually, yeah, because there's the one nil, there's the one nil um, last minute against Royston at home as well, yeah. again, against, you know, um, and it, in front of a big crowd. Mm. Um, so yeah, I suppose that was really pleasing. Um, and the doubles that you know we did, you know, we've had more doubles this year than we have for quite a while. So lots of highlights. Um, obviously mm. talking to doubles. Sorry, Joe, but you know, Rushton, Rushton was one of them. So uh, yeah, it was enjoyable to put that ghost to rest at Rushton. Yeah. And obviously, follow up with a with a home win. So lots of highlights. Can't believe how many good games I missed at the end of the season. The scheduling did not work out there. One from Steve Gleason's Twitter account. I mean, listeners can decide whether it's him who runs that or not. He's asked, can I be put on penalties next season, Mark? Uh, well, I think Rupert Russell actually replied to that one and said, uh, it's going to be difficult if he's not on the pitch. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, Gleason's good to have around. Um, season did finish off well for him. Mm. But we're talking to him and it's looking positive that that experience will come back again next year. Um, penalties. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't put his hand up for, for one in the final. Yeah. No, he didn't play, did he? No, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We've got quite a few people who want to take penalties. Um and that's that's criteria need. You need players who want to take them first and foremost, be confident enough to take them, um, and then you have to make a decision. Uh, so if he, if he if puts his hand up, we'll, we should consider him. That has been an improvement this season as well. I remember a couple of seasons ago, the penalty nightmares we were having, and that certainly seems to be uh, a thing of the past. Natalie Kay uh, has got in touch and said, how can Mark keep the great team together uh, for next season, is there anything supporters can do to help with this? Of course, we do have the supporters' trust, and I know that plays an important role. Yeah, I, I mean, Rupert, Dave Tugbell, Ian Morell, three great lads who, who run the trust. Um, just want to thank them, actually, for for running that and uh, all those that contribute towards the trust. Um, it, it is vital for us. It does make that little bit of a difference. Um, when I'm talking to players, so to draw on their uh, draw on their their um, resources is you know brilliant. And I'll be honest with you, uh, it's been going a number of years. I know Brian Gray helped set it up 
many moons ago. Um, and it's been going all these years. You know, it's credit to those that, that put their good hard-earned money into it. Um, loyal, that's what you call loyal supporters. They are loyal supporters. And I, and I would appeal on behalf of the boys, if um, you want to help out, uh, all the money does go on the expenses of the players. Um, it does help with the, with the playing budget and it, it just might tip the balance in being able to persuade a player to, to join or not. So uh, that's one way. And the other way, not just financially, is well, I suppose it indirectly is financially because you have to pay to get in, but um, is turn up, come to the games, try and bring your friends, try and drum up support, try and bring new blood to the to the to the stadium as i said earlier the environment's really good the match day experience is really good we want that community feel about it we want that family atmosphere we want everybody to enjoy it um so yeah come to the matches and um, <laughs> if you can't afford a bit a couple of quid then uh, even better mm. nice for that fans for the fans to be able to sort of directly impact things which maybe you don't see at the the top level of football uh as much and and one more from martin tomlin interesting question he said are we going to sign a, a striker this summer which you know looking at i remember the king's only game the last one i commentated on and you said almost we've, we're playing with three false nines of course we do have striker options in there but perhaps you know is the way we play is that leaving space for a striker or actually if the players we've got meant we, we can go without one well yeah there's a number 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 of uh, questions there. I think um, I was really pleased. We had three players actually finish with uh, double figures in goals, um, mm. which hasn't happened for quite a while. Um, Ash Hay is a striker. Steve Cawley is a striker. George Devine is a striker. All three of them, uh, well, George and, and Steve have had their injury problems, but they're around. I'm, both should be returning next year. So pre-season will be good to, to get them involved. Um, as I say, Ash has been around. And then you've got your three false nines in Finn, Jack and Diogo, who, who chipped in with goals. So attacking-wise, you know, we've got a lot of options. Don't get me wrong. If you <laughs> if we can find, if a striker comes along who's banging in goals, um, we're not going to turn them away. That's for sure. Um, but at this stage, I'm quite happy with um, the personnel that we've got. Um, they finished the season off brilliantly, and I think um, we can go again. So I mentioned earlier, talking about former Canaries, uh, going on to do well. I'm going to mention a few here. Kane Smith promoted at Stevenage. Back-to-back uh, -back promotions for Brett Donnelly as Stockford manager. Michael Johnson at St Albans at the time of recording, going into the playoff final. Uh, ben Wilmot, player of the season at Stoke. And Toby Adeyemo as well after his, his short loan spell. But first and foremost, you must be delighted to see Brett you know, go on and earn that promotion, especially with the, the difficult circumstances around his playoff final. Yeah, no, he's, he's done brilliantly, hasn't he? Two, two promotions successive promotions. He's, he's got a really good spirit over there. Really good um, uh, ethos. He, you know, he's, he's cutting his teeth well. You know, he's, he's serving his apprenticeship and you never know. Yeah. He, uh, he, may, he may well move into uh, higher echelons yet. Um, 
You missed out Callum Stead, actually. He's in yeah. the uh, playoff final as well. He's won, he, he did the triple players, player, managers, player, supporters, player at Brackley. So he done really. Matt Lynch won mm. all three awards at Slough. So there's a couple there for you, Freddie. That, there's been some uh, some great performances uh, this season from, from Ex Canaries. Um, yeah, it's uh, as I said to you a bit earlier, they, they're, sort of, they're like me children, even Brett. Because he's <laughs> I am just old enough to be his dad. Not quite, not, not, yeah, a little bit. I am just enough old enough. But uh, it's good to see it, look out for them all. It's great to see that they're all doing well. Uh, mm. um, we, have a, we have a little WhatsApp group where we keep in touch with each other. Lewis Rolfe got the playoffs mm. as well. Um, yeah, he, he, he goes on. So looking ahead to pre-season then, um, guess... Luton and Stevenage are normally, you know, important fixtures in the calendar. But Stevenage have gone up to League One. Luton have got these playoff games. Is almost is the success that they're having or potentially having. I'm sure you'll be keeping all of your fingers crossed for Luton. Does that make it even more difficult to to tie them down? Well, um, it, yes, it is. Obviously, as they move up, then um, schedules change and targets change. Um, I'm hopeful the relationships that we've built up over the years with, with both teams will stand us in good stead, um, and you know that they will return um, for pre-season fixtures. Um, we started talking to them. We put the requests in. Mm. Uh, a bit of a problem with Luton at the moment because it's a nice headache. It's, they're in the playoffs. Um, if they go into Premiership, then their season starts a week later. If they stay in the EFL, it's earlier. So it's been very difficult for them to make plans uh, about pre-season until they know uh, which league they're in. So um, there's a lots of ifs and buts. Um, I will give you a little, a little heads up. We have got a nice little fixture penciled in the, in the pre-season. Uh, can't tell you who it is yet. Um, but uh, it will be revealed soon. And it will be uh, for Dan Webb's testimonial, uh, delayed. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, we've been waiting for this fixture to come along. Um, haven't been able to do it until now. But um, yeah, so it's a little, little exclusive for you there, Freddie. Thank uh, you very much. Uh, Is Webby yeah. going to be up front like he was in his final game? Quite possibly, quite possibly, he might. Yeah, he, uh, he will. Be, as long as he's not injured, injury free, then he will definitely participate at some stage. Um, and uh, yeah, once once we get the nod, um, more details will be revealed. But um, I can the dates and the times and so forth and opposition. Um, but uh, just so everyone's aware, during preseason uh, there will be a. Celebration for Webby, you know, he deserved it. Unfortunately, he missed out right at the end of uh, when he gave up. Mm. Uh, and we just couldn't get anything across the line uh, last season. But uh, no, he'll deserve it. And uh, that's coming up um, in July. Oh, very exciting. Yeah, completely agree. A, a real loyal servant to the club. It'll be, be good to see him uh, back at top field. So as a coaching staff, what will you be looking to do to get this team fully prepared for that first game of the season? E even if you maybe count that charity cup game uh, as the first game of the season, I'll let you take this. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, well, preparation started already. 
hasn't really stopped. You know, it's 12 months, 12 months of the year. Mm. Uh, season over. But, but a lot of lads will go away on holiday. Um, myself and the backroom staff will be drawing up the pre-season friendly fixtures, working out the training sessions that go in between them. Pretty much similar to last year, really, um, I think. Um, it worked quite well. Um, and then folks took building up, building up, building up. So we hit the ground running for that first game of the season. So hopeful that we'll be up to about 90% by the time we play Royston. And then um, the following week, mm. 100% um, for the first league game. And, it, you know, it always is a tough league, Southern League Central. And, and looking at some of the projections in terms of the geography of the teams coming down, potentially some big... Big fish like like Kettering, like Lemington, uh, who are going to make things challenging, and then Burke Hampstead, who smashed up step four, coming up as well. It it doesn't get any easier this league. No, I think you're right. I think <laughs> um, you know Tamworth and uh, and Russell moving up uh, have been replaced by. I'm pretty sure you're right, Lemington and Kettering. You know, it's the two big big clubs um, replacing them. Doesn't make it any easier. Burke Hampstead with the momentum. Coming up, so uh, another difficult uh, opposition. Um, with plus all the, all the teams we played this season, who, who have it, it's been so tight, it's been so close. You said there we, we 12, three points off seventh, so all them teams in between. Um, it, on their day, any team could beat any team um, in this league. That's how fine it. It is, you know, there, there's not, there wasn't a whipping boy this uh, last season just gone. I know Bedford finished bottom, but that, they sort of just gradually sank to the bottom. There was no one adrift, cast adrift early on. There was no one getting hammered week in, week out. It was tight, tight league. And uh, I envisage it to be exactly the same next year. Um, but us towards the top of the, of the table. Yeah, that is my final question. We ask it every year, but what are the hopes for next season? What are the games? I mean, playoffs, is it? Is that is that the realistic, you know, top? That's, our, tar that's our target. You know, uh, as I said to you before, it's all about confidence. We've got a lot of confidence at the moment. Uh, those five out of six wins at the end of the season have really boosted our confidence really looking forward to the beginning of the season and I can't see why we can't replicate it again going into next season and if we do then we are going to be up there thereabouts so that's the aim playoffs let's go for it good to hear Mark always a pleasure uh, to talk to you and it's not going to be too long before before we see you again properly as pre-season gets underway thanks for your time cheers Freddie doing a great job as ever mate and uh, yeah see you soon